Moms. We're two modern mamas with a goal to inspire empowerment, self-love, deep physical and spiritual nourishment, holistic health, and joy, no matter your journey, gender, or perspective. I'm Laura of Radical Roots. I'm a certified CrossFit trainer, certified nutrition consultant, and mama to Evie Wilder. And I'm Jess of Hold the Space Wellness. I'm a level one CrossFit trainer, a licensed and certified athletic trainer with a master's in kinesiology and mama to Baron Camille. Please note that while we're here to provide advice and insights, we aren't medical practitioners and always recommend that you check with a trusted provider before implementing any changes. Thanks for joining us. We're so happy you're here. Hey guys, Laura and Jess here, finally for another catch-up episode, and we are so, so excited about this one. Um, We're going to do, I know, we're going to do some life updates, we're going to do a bunch of listener questions, which we haven't done in a really long time, I feel like. Mm -hmm. I mean, we do like really like get kind of focused on some, but I think we're going to try and do a little bit more rapid fire style today. So we're going to have a lot coming at you on this episode. I'm so excited to see your face, friends. I know we've been trying to do this and we reschedule all the time (laughs) and it's just life is crazy, but I feel like we're kind of on the, both of us are kind of on the downward. And when I say downward, I mean less anxiety, stress side of it, um, more tuning in, focusing on this podcast and uh, building our passion. So that's fun because I feel like last time we recorded, it was like, I didn't even know what day it was. (laughs) Both of our eyes were kind of like going in different directions (laughs) and now we're coming back in and it feels good. Yes, definitely. I, um, I mean, you just nailed it. Yeah. It was before it, it was at that season of like what's happening and it's for you. I feel it was like, you have all these exciting things, but like you hadn't been able to put anything into action. And now you've actually like taken steps forward. We're doing it. Yeah, you're doing it. We're still in kind of an awkward transition moment right Mm -hmm. now, but we're so close to the other side. And I'll dive into a little bit of that today in catch up. But yeah, I'm feeling good yesterday. I think because yesterday was like the first day where it was like, okay, we are close. And I had a chance to breathe. And we're at my parents' house right now. And I... (laughs) felt like I got hit by a bus emotionally and like mentally. I was so tired, like painfully tired that I haven't felt like that in a lot, like since like early postpartum, it was gnarly, but today I'm feeling better. Um, and I think my body just was finally like, Oh, you have a, I have a chance to breathe. So you're going to feel this, you know? Mm -hmm. (laughs) So it's pretty amazing. Um, but anyways, I'll dive into more of that later. Um, but it's just so good to be here and to be on and to be looking at your face. I know. I feel like, I mean, it hasn't truly been that long and we talk all the time, <laughs> but <laughs> it's different. Yeah. Foxer is different. Um, well, let's, let's, do you want to give your update first before we, first, I think we should read a listener review oh, because those have been making my heart very happy. We, we see them, we read them, we love them. And so we figured we maybe would start reading one or two on an update episode so that, um, I don't know, just to remind, like not to remind ourselves first off how wonderful our tribe is. And then also to just kind of give you guys a little shouts out, shouts out, shout outs. Shout outs. <laughs> <laughs> when you leave us reviews, because when you rate and review and subscribe, it helps other women and people of all genders and orientations find us. And that means the world. So, um, yeah, let's do one. Okay. I found a really, I mean, they're all amazing. <laughs> So it was really hard to narrow down. But this one is from Brookie Rock 19. Brookie Rock. She says, my absolute favorite, five stars. Listening to this podcast has become more like catching up with two wonderful friends. Oh, that's so sweet. I love everything that Laura and Jess share from motherhood to healthy living and mental health. They have excellent guest speakers to offer amazing insight, and they both just keep things so real. That's the only way we do it. I can't explain enough how much I appreciate all that they share. Exclamation point. That's it. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. Short, sweet, beautifully. I just, it makes, it makes my heart so happy. Um, I just like, I don't really have words when we get messages like that and reviews like that. I had someone reach out the other day and it was like, I feel like you're, she sent me a screenshot of a tech. I think I might've already shared this, but of a screenshot of a text she sent to her friend. Like, I wish that I could just like chat with her name's Emily. I wish I could just chat with Laura right now. I feel like we're buddies. And she, when I sent her my phone number. I think I said that on here right <laughs> now. So now we've been talking back and forth through email and I just like, I know it's crazy because there's a lot of you guys out there, but we do truly feel connected to you. And when you send us those messages, like it's not just like another message coming through. It's mm-hmm. it, it really, every single one, every review, every email, it all means a lot. Um, and the reason why we do this, because at this point, this podcast is not very lucrative at all, <laughs> but it's the, it's priceless in terms of the, like, the, the, the benefits love. we get back 
are like mean more than any money. So that's all. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Um, and I, I'll dive into this a little bit in my catch up portion, but like I was, I had been, I've been struggling for a couple of weeks, like just feeling weird and like kind of, I don't want to say it's not, it wasn't depressed, but it was like just down, you know, not myself. And, um, the support that I got from everybody like on Instagram, I hope I don't cry right now, um, Mm -hmm. was like just incredible. And it made me like reflect, you know, reading these reviews and like getting those messages. It was like, so powerful because I view myself at, you know, Laura and I created this space to hold this podcast, to hold the space for so many other people and to like be there for them and to support them and empower them. And then to have it like reflected back on to me when I needed it was like, I mean, I bawled my eyes out. <laughs> like, I mean, just when that hit me, when I was getting all those messages and people were saying they were praying for me or thinking about me or you know, that they'd been, you know, thinking about me throughout the day and wanted to just check in. Like, it was just so powerful. So it goes both ways. It really does. Like, I don't know. It's just very, very, very moving. Yeah, I feel the same way. Um, I'm actually looking through my emails right now and I have this other one through for this woman named Amanda that we connected again through social media. And like, she's like, I called my mom and we have a spot for you in the driveway. And like, I can't wait for our children to play. And like, that was one of those ones where like she opened up to me and like, and I opened up to her and we, I just started crying. I'm like, I've never met you. This is so crazy that we've become friends through this thing that we've created. Now I have friends all over the place. And it's just like that the day after I told about getting laid off and everything and the the messages that came in, same thing, just like sobbing because it just isn't like that feeling of support that's getting us. Like, I feel like you and I both are going through these transitions and we have this group of people that without really knowing us is like holding us up and holding the space for us through this. And so it's just, it's unreal. So we're just so grateful. Totally. Um, I want to hear your updates. So why don't we just dive into those? Okay. And then we'll get to some questions. Let's see. Okay. So what has been going on? I can't remember what happened, what I talked about the last update, but I've been, we've been in our new house. I'm pretty sure we talked about that, but it's now been about almost two months at the end of this month, getting settled in. Like everything feels like more like home. We went by our old house this weekend. Um, and they bought it to redo it. They bought it to redo it. And <laughs> I think my headphones were hitting the zipper. <laughs> I just messed up. Like, your headphones are hitting the zipper a little. <laughs> so sorry about that. Um, we went by our old house this past weekend. And the people who bought it um, are redoing it for their mother-in-law. And it was so surreal to see that that home that we'd been, like we brought Camille in and home to, and, you know, that's pretty much the only home my kids have remembered. It was totally demolished on the inside. Um, like one of the rooms was gone because it, it, they actually, like, I guess when they originally remodeled it, turned a porch into a room, which is why that room was like freezing cold all the time. But yeah, they just ripped the house apart and that was kind of crazy. And we talked to the kids about like, this was our house, like... You know, and they, you know, said they missed it and they still call this house the new house. So we're still, we're getting settled, but we're still processing through everything. I think, um, let's see, house is going good. Job, um, is going great. It's been, I've shared my struggles on Instagram with the whole work from home thing. Um, and Laura, I'm sure we, we haven't even got a chance to talk about that. Um, cause you are rocking it from the work, the work from home life. But for me, it's mm. like. Not lately. <laughs> I mean, it's hard. It's really difficult. It's amazing and incredible. But also for someone, especially like me um, and Laura, like you and I are different in this regard, I think. But like I am so like structured that having – I'll feel better once I've created a structure for myself. For right now, I just don't even know what that what that looks like and what that is. So adjusting to work from home life has been interesting and difficult and amazing all at once. Um, but the work that I'm doing has become, is becoming really fun. So that's, that's super fun. Um, Ooh, I can't share about that yet. I'll probably (laughs) edit that part out. (laughs) We'll talk about that in maybe next podcast. Um, other than that, I, I'm finally like, I know I mentioned I've been going through a tough, like tough mental time. Like it's crazy. I, I hit this wall, maybe like two or three weeks ago. And I 
normally I'm a pretty positive person. I stay super upbeat. Like my energy is fairly good. Um, I've been going like really busting my butt with a lot of things with beauty counter with, um, you know, the transition from Arosti to fed and fit and the podcast and kind of like working really hard in this season. And it just kind of like hit me all at once about three weeks ago. And it was just like, Oh my gosh, I just want to like hibernate. <laughs> And like not do anything for like three weeks. And that also got to me just mentally and like it's been raining here. And so all of that kind of just rolled up into one big ball, I think. And it just kind of hit me pretty hard. But um, I feel like I'm finally coming out of it. I feel like myself again. And I took some some much needed self-care and time off and tried to just honor my body. I've been like took a lot of suggestions from people on Instagram and um have started the process of learning how to like meditate, which is very, very awkward for me because I'm not a, <laughs> like, I don't sit in silence or like, I don't sit basically. That's not how I meditate. I can't. I, I It's hard, right? If I, so I do that with my therapist. She's like a mindfulness based one. Instead of sitting there in silence, she walks me through like, like the chakras or like a, you know, she walks me through a practice, but I can't just sit on the ground like with, and and sit in silence. That's not, for me, it creates more anxiety than, than benefit. So like I have to, I do a movement flow and I can meditate that way. Or I do like a chakra practice and I can meditate that way, but I, I cannot just sit and meditate. I've tried even like sitting and coloring, you know, my, I, when I was in, in a lot of stress, like Rusty bought me a couple of those like books that you color and it's supposed to be meditative. And I would just like get plus, well, twofold. I had like some neck stuff going on. So like leaning over to color aggravated it. And then all I would think about was my pain. Um, but it's, it's so interesting how everyone just kind of has unique ways that they can meditate. So I'll be curious to see, cause maybe that is a good way for you, but maybe you just need to give it some practice. How's it going so far? <laughs> it's going good. I mean, I'm doing guided meditation, so it's not really oh, silence, but it's like, still, I have to like sit there. I have to really like be okay. It, I think it's the fact that I feel like I should be doing something productive in that time that I have to kind of train my mind and train my routine. Um, once it becomes a routine for me, it's easy, but yeah, we'll see We're actually going to have a guest on, um, that I reached out to, to talk about like starting meditative meditation practices and like meditation for beginner and all that stuff. So, um, I'm excited to share my experience in that episode. And also, you know, if people, I feel like, so everything I've read, whether it's however you choose to meditate is that it is literally one of the single biggest things you can do for your mental health. I mean, physical health too, if you can find a way that like makes sense for you. So I'm just excited to bring it to the listeners. And I know there's a lot of people that could probably, probably use it just like me. So a hundred percent. That's so cool. Yeah. So I feel like that's it. (laughs) There's really (laughs) nothing exciting other than just. Before I, before I, you know, hand the the mic over to you for your exciting updates, um, I just want to say that it's like, I think there's so, the seasons of life that we're in are just so interesting. And for me, like looking back and in hindsight, it's like, it was all this buildup. It was like, oh my gosh, we're building, 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 we're changing, we're doing, we're moving, we're transitioning, like all these exciting things. And it was all this kind of like adrenaline, I guess. I don't know if that's the right word, but it's like, You've got all this, like, I can do all the things like hormones and then you achieve those things, right? Like you get to where you wanted to be and then it's like, okay, what now? Like, what do I do? And then it's, it's kind of like those hills and valleys, like boom, 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 achieve. And you come back down. And I think it's just an adjust. It was an adjustment for me from that, like, like firing away on all cylinders type of existence to now, like just getting back to my, my normal. And, um, yeah, so that's where I'm at right now. It does. And I don't want to say anticlimactic because that's not the right word, but it's almost like there's all this buildup. So I'm kind of in that space too. It's work, 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 plan, schedule, clean, pack, move. And then all of a sudden you're like, uh, not, uh, shoot. Now I got to figure out what is my new normal, you know? And we are nowhere near figuring that out quite yet because we're in this gnarly transition spot. But I was telling you before we jumped on here how like yesterday I was like painfully tired by the afternoon, like painfully. So I haven't felt like that in a really long time. And I think it was just because it was the first day where I wasn't like we did some final cleaning in the condo, which I'll dive into in a minute. And like then all of a sudden it was like, okay, so I have to work still. But but that that piece of this puzzle is done. And I think, like you said, the adrenaline was finally gone and my, my body was like, 
you're going to feel this. You're going to mm-hmm. feel tired. You're going to feel everything that you've been like pushing off for the last month because you didn't have the space for it. And now, man. And then my kid too, last night, and I'll d- dive a little bit more into this too, but she cried multiple times last night where she's been sleeping through the night relatively consistent, consistently, or just waking up once or twice. Um, and I think we all just like, we felt it last night and Rusty couldn't fall asleep until really late. So it was just kind of like, I think we finally had a day to feel the feels, um, and the exhaustion and the emotions of, of leaving the condo and of this transition. So I feel you on that. <laughs> you feel me on feeling the feels? Feeling the feels. <laughs> or Yeah. Man, it's crazy. I love that we're so aligned. It makes these episodes really uh, fascinating. (laughs) I know. It is crazy. And I feel like I'm slightly, just like a smidge ahead of you, like on the like Mm -hmm. timeline. So it's like, it's interesting to see like us go through these similar things, just like in a, just a slightly off, off center um, timeline together. But yeah, it's, it's crazy. I can't wait to hear about your stuff. Well, spill the beans. What you can't sitting here. (laughs) We started recording at about 8 a.m which I have not gotten any recording done this early because for a few reasons. First off, I'm sitting in my brother's childhood bedroom um, and drinking coffee and Rusty is with the baby. And so there's a few things all in one. Like we, so right now we're staying with my parents because um, there is this, again, awkward transition point where we're getting some work done on the van and we're, we're turning it in up in Placerville on Monday um, to get, and we're going to do, Rusty and I are going to do like a whole YouTube video on this and the, what's going on with the van and whatnot, but just like some, we're getting some more work done on it and that will start Monday. So this airs Wednesday. So it'll start what, like five days later. Um, so we have to take it up to Placerville, which is like a three hour drive North of here. And, um, they'll have it for four weeks. So it's like all this work, all this work, get out of the condo and then womp womp. <laughs> it's like, okay. And that was supposed to start like two, three weeks ago. So we were only going to have like a weird week. And now it's going to be about five weeks um, where we're going to be living at my parents, which is fine. They're wonderful. We have space here. There's a great backyard. Um, And we're going to take a lot of just like shorter day trips in the meantime. Um, But Rusty's last day of coaching, fittingly, was the last day in our condo. So he um, is no longer coaching. So that gives me the freedom to do a lot more work early in the morning, which is when I thrive. Um, Because now like I was able to come in here record. She woke up. He took care of her, all the things. Right now he's like giving her breakfast and I don't even have to worry. Though sometimes I want to definitely be involved in that, but it is a good time to schedule recordings and, and consultations and stuff when she's content and eating and hanging with dad. Um, so that's cool. So yeah, we're in my parents' house for a little while. We're still going to be doing some traveling. So stay tuned for that. And then also stay tuned for the, the YouTube channel updates of van life. Cause this podcast is about much more than the van. So I don't want it to like monopolize the situation, but I'm getting a lot of questions about that and we are going to do an episode. So once we have the van back, we're going to wait like a, a few weeks and then Jess and I are going to an episode like a van life episode. So oh I can kind of like fill, fill, fill you guys in on what the first month is like in there. Um, a lot of questions about food, just, we, we are not planning on eating out all the time. We, we will be making food in the van, um, bathroom situation. We will have a bathroom with this build storage, all that stuff. So stay tuned for that. But that's why we're in this weird transition now where you're seeing me like at my parents' house and stuff. Um, because we are here in the, in the, in the interim um, so back to the processing stuff. So Evie, we've night weaned. Um, we, it's been about five, four or five weeks now. Um, Rusty was out of town in, in Scotland, I guess it's only been a, a few weeks. And so I started the first night he was home and then I did the rest of it kind of while he was gone. And, um, we were actually sleeping in the van. We were at my friend Kelsey's house and those were like nights two, three, and four, and then came back. And the first two nights were kind of hard, but also I just cannot reiterate enough how, wise our children are like I I, what I the way that I did it was I would start talking to her like around bath time and say hey Evie like tonight I'm gonna you know get one more I we call it milkies (laughs) you'll get milky one more time before before we go down and then and then um milky's all done until morning and then she knows now what morning milkies are and in the morning I say if she wakes up after 5 30 a.m I say, are you ready for morning milkies? And she goes, mm. she's like so <laughs> excited. Um, and so the first couple nights were a little bit tough, but also what it allowed for. And I think the timing of this is perfect. Neither of us were ready before like a month ago. I, we, I tried a few times. It just wasn't right. And now all of a sudden it just felt very right. And I think again, the universe, um, because had our back because night weaning through this transition. Well, at first I was like, this is not good timing. I actually feel like it really was because now if she wakes up in the night, my kid processes most at night. She's very happy all day long. 
when she has her big cries, um, it's usually at night and we've done some work with Eliza and it just, it kind of makes sense with like the way when she, when I was in labor and like she was more active at night, like nighttime is her time to process. Um, and so the beautiful thing about night weaning through this transition is that instead of nursing her at night, when she'd wake up, it allowed her opportunities for really big, great releases. Um, where I could have just kind of stifled that, like, oh, retired, just nurse, go back to sleep. Um, and so it's been great. And now she's sleeping through the night at least a few times a week. And the other night she wakes up and kind of just goes, uh-uh, and I give her some water or she'll snuggle. It's so sweet. She'll like roll into me and just like curl up and snuggle. So anyone who thinks that you can't co-sleep and night wean, um, I know we are a single N equals one experiment, but it's worked really well for us. And it had to, I mean, we're living in a van, so we are going to be sharing a bed in there for the time being. And then the plan is to put her in like a, a toddler hammock actually inside the van. Um, so it, that's been really, really great. And, um, it was interesting because when Rusty came back from his trip, she woke up multiple times that night again. And I think it was just getting used to, okay, I, I did this night weaning with mom in bed. And then it took her like a week to like re reacclimate to Rusty being back. Um, and, and it's just been really, really cool. And we've both been able to give her, um, options and opportunities to express her feelings and to process. And then it's made, I think this whole transition a lot easier on her. Um, so pretty cool. And if you have, if you're not sure what I mean, when I say like processing or releases, or we're doing a lot of like crying in arms and it's, it's basically the aware parenting approach. And we've had Eliza on for multiple episodes. So you can go back and just search episodes for Eliza. We'll link to some in the show notes, but it's been really powerful for us. And I'm, I'm not dogmatic. I, I don't think I, we follow any specific parenting uh, strategy, as you know, I'm a little rebellious, so I don't like to label, but we've implemented a lot of that while still like nursing to sleep. I still, you know, I'll nurse her down, but then she'll I'll pop her off. She's like still awake and Rusty can put her down. So I think we just take what works and that's parenthood, right? <laughs> um, so there's that. And then what else? Oh, my last, I have seven more work days with CrossFit, which is crazy. Wait, seven? Well, yeah, because my last day is the 31st. Seven so more it's work days. days. So yeah, today's Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Yep. I swear on our Voxer, I thought you said seven more work weeks. And I was like, oh, okay, she's got plenty of time. No, days. <laughs> it was days. <laughs> Holy yeah. cow. So that's also, I think, actually, I know, yeah. weighing on me. And this, like, this is a very, it's a weird, I feel like I'm living in this bubble. where like, okay, we're living in my parents' house. We're not quite in the van. We are... I'm like seven work days away from being done with CrossFit. And then, and then it's time to build my own, you know, to really pursue and build my fire and build my passion. And, and I feel revved and I feel fired up, but at the same time, I feel really fucking tired. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So it's like, what I'm going to do is I think, um, we are going to take the weekend, that first weekend of November and we're going to go, we're going to, my parents are out of town. So we're going to have this house and just chill. And then on Sunday, we're going to go up and do like, go like, uh, to Santa Rosa and eat, eat some good food and have some wine and camp a night up there. Um, and then stay a night with, with my friend Kelsey up there. And, and then I'm going to give myself like that week and then I'm going to dive in and just start to build and brainstorm. And and I already have so many things in the works, but I just want to, I need to compartmentalize. I need to organize. I need to see what my new normal is going to look like in terms of a work day. Cause right now it's, 90% 90% cross it. And then I, and then like the end of the day, start of the day, randomly in between when I have a break from that, I'll get stuff done. And so now it's like, okay, what does my new normal look like? And what I really am looking forward to, I think, to be honest, more than anything else is just a little bit more quality, fully present time with my kid and my husband. Um, and that's why we've chosen this life ultimately is because living in a van reduces our expenses, gives us, forces us in some capacity to be together, like go to bed together um, and, and Rusty and I will find time alone during naps and whatnot, but, um, I'm just so excited. And so also one last thing, cause I feel like I'm monopolizing this, but, um, Rusty and I decided to three days a week, you know, process.com posts a workout every single day. So our minimum is three days a week. We are going to take that workout and modify it depending on what equipment we have. Like it's like a log, we'll use that. Or like we have kettlebells and some dumbbells. So three days a week, we're going to work out together. And I am, we haven't done that in so long because he's been coaching at the gym. So I'll take his classes or whatever, but we never very rarely get to work out together. And so yesterday we did our first workout together in my parents' front yard, excuse me. And it was amazing. It was so fun. We both pushed a little bit harder than we have. And, um, the irony I think is I'm going to be fitter now that I don't have a home gym because I just feel a little bit more fired up to do it with him. You know, yeah. um, I'm a big believer in moving every day, but now I feel like, okay, three days a week, I'm going to like hit intensity a little bit harder and I'll be coming out of this super stressful period. So, um, it'll have the headspace and like my 
the hormonal space and the, you know, I'll be, feel like I'm supporting myself a little bit better and be able to push a little bit harder, but man, there's something, yeah, <laughs> there's something about like Tim and I haven't been able to work out together for a long time, but there's something just innately hot about like mm-hmm. seeing your partner, like crush a workout or just not even crush a workout, but you know what I mean? Like it's very attractive. And you get those endorphins going yeah. and you're like working out together. And then at the end you like kiss and high five. It's a little bit sweaty. <laughs> and it's like, Oh man, let's go upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. And I like, do what? Take another baby. Oh yeah. Um, you, not us. Um, <laughs> I'm seeing like, I'm envisioning like Van Wad or something to where like you guys have this like plethora of workouts that you can do like travel workouts, essentially. I mean, I'm sure like, y'all will create something beautiful, but Hey, people need yeah, that. We're planning on a YouTube channel. We've gotten some great feedback on that. And I definitely want to focus on like how to, cause I don't think this is really done. Like how to live a healthy life. Like that word's kind of doesn't mean a lot these yeah. days. Cause it means a lot of things actually, but like movement, functional movement, being in nature, eating well, and then like having quality family time all encompassed into, you know, one kind of like YouTube channel that we share. Um, so, but I love that idea of maybe like putting out specific videos on just like fitness and there's so many things. And if you guys have insight, email me because I would love to know <laughs> what you want. And I'll post on Instagram too. Like, Hey, tell me what you want because we want to create something that people want. Um, there's a lot of really crappy, sorry, anyone who has one, it's probably not yours, but the ones that we've seen, we've seen some really crappy, uh, like band life YouTube channels. And I'm like, Oh gosh, I can't watch this. So we want to create something that people want to watch. And that that's a part of the plan. So stay tuned on that. Um, I, also want to say that we will be li- have living have been living in the van for over a month and then I get to fly out to Florida and see you. Have we talked about that? I don't know that we have. I don't think that we knew last time we had a catch-up episode. Yeah, I don't think we did. I was like, wait, why are we going to Florida? <laughs> I'm like, oh my God. January, right? Yeah, January 10th yes. and 14th. So we're actually going to be living in the van in Squim, Washington, up on the peninsula at that time. Oh, my gosh. Um, staying with Rusty's best friend and, and hanging out with some friends up there when we lived in Washington. And so then I'm going to go fly out of Seattle from the cold and the wet and the snowy to Palm Beach, Florida to stay at the Breakers with oh my some gosh. of my best friends for four days. And I'm so excited. So Jess and I both um, earned a trip through Beauty Counter. Uh, to go and basically be wined and dined for a long ass weekend. And I cannot wait. Did you see the itinerary? Yeah, it's a lot of just like eat good food and drink good wine and go on a cruise. Go on a yacht cruise, like no big deal. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, I can't wait. It's going to be so perfect because we'll have been in the van. And that's that's my first time like really away from Evie for any extended period of time. And I'm sure I'll have some emotions around that, but also it's going to be amazing. Yeah. And we don't know yet if we're going to be rooming together or not, but, um, that could be a possibility. Well, but regardless, we're going to be spending a lot of time yeah. together. So stay tuned for that. That's going to be so much fun. I can't wait. So I'm just like counting down to get a squeeze your face. And I feel like that will mean we're in it. Like we are living in the van. We are on our first trip. And then I get this beautiful break from all of this stress and get to go and be pampered. And I'm just like, <laughs> I'm trying to stay present and live in the now, but also, um, Something right now is forward to. Rusty leaves today for New Zealand. It's my last like week with CrossFit and I've got just a lot. It's a lot, but it's okay. Life is really, uh, all that being said, we are living our dream. We are in the very close to getting there. And even right now, like the days are good and we have a lot of time together. And so (sighs) it's just full. It's full. (laughs) I kept, I keep having to reframe my thinking to say like, oh my God, it's so hard or it's so, I'm so busy. Like there's no time to just, it's a very full season. Like there will be a time where, or I don't know, both of us are, we are, I don't know. We like to work hard, play hard, I think. But like, I I feel like there will be a time for like very chill, you know, Mm -hmm. and then there's a time for building. Like right now we're both just building so much. So it's just a full season. It's a very full season. So full, but yeah, I like the word full because yeah. full obviously implies that you're, you're busy, but I don't like that word yeah. <laughs> because I feel like we all have the same amount of time and we choose what we want to do with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's like a matter of prioritizing and still, and sometimes working really, really hard is self-care. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because like we're building something that we love. This chair's a little squeaky. Sorry guys. I don't know <laughs> if you can hear that. Hi friends. Laura here with some exciting news. 
Forsagmatic has come on as a Modern Mamas podcast sponsor. We are so excited. If you've been following along with my Instagram stories, especially, you've seen that I use this stuff every single morning. The Lion's Mane Elixir is my absolute favorite. I add it to my boosted coffee for an extra boost of brain clarity, productivity, and focus that I genuinely did not experience until I started adding this in every day. They also make other elixirs like Rishi for calming, Cordyceps for an energy boost, and Chaga for an immune boost. Along with those elixirs, they also have really cool blends. I love the Lion's Mane and Coffee blend when I travel because I don't have to worry about getting my hands and lips on high quality coffee. I have it ready to go. All you need is hot water, you mix in the blend, and you're set. They have caffeine caffeine free options as well, like a chai latte and a turmeric latte for gut health and skin glow, and all, they have all kinds of incredible blends. I cannot recommend enough that you go check out their website, find whatever mushroom blend is, is going to fit with your lifestyle, and give it a try. The awesome folks at Four Sigmatic have offered our listeners, you guys are special, you get 15% off any order. If you go to foursigmatic.com forward slash modern mamas, or simply type in modern mamas, all lowercase, all one word at checkout, you get 15% off. Check it out, see what fits your life, and happy shroom. Just a little bit. Uh, anyways I am just excited and it seems like you are too and life is good and I can't wait until we have I feel like we're both in a place where we like have these other things that are sitting right on the tip of our tongue but we're like oh can't quite share so um that'll be fun when we can give all the details it's I feel like every catch-up episode where we just I like verbally vomit a little bit more (laughs) what's going on I know Um, I think I had mentioned something like oh I can't talk about that on the last catch-up episode and people were like oh are you pregnant? I'm like, no, I'm not, not pregnant. Not pregnant, guys. <laughs> We're not pregnant. <laughs> well, you won't be the first to know. I will probably share here before I share on anywhere else on social media. So you guys are special. You literally get to know things before, um, like sometimes my family. So <laughs> <laughs> same. <laughs> so that's just the way of it. And we're not even trying. Okay, we're still actively preventing. So. No, no eyebrow raises or, or anything. We are not pregnant and you are not. <laughs> no, though. I will say I got sick, um, this past oh, weekend, I, w- mm-hmm. I got like a bug or something and I was kind of freaking out because I, I mean, in my mind I was like, okay, there's no way I'm pregnant, but like I would feel better during the day and then I would feel worse at night, which was my, like all my, my pregnancy experience like my morning sickness was work worse in the evening and then I was also like I can only eat egg drop soup I was like that's all I want and then Tim was like oh my effing god (laughs) you're pregnant (laughs) because that's like during that first like trimester of both my pregnancies it was like I just want chicken nuggets and egg drop soup and that's all I want and then yeah so I'm pretty sure or you guys do you mind if I ask how you're how you're preventing are you doing family planning method so we're you. I'm using the Daisy Fertility Tracker, oh, which yep. yeah, we're gonna have. Um, that. Yes, okay. um, we're gonna have an episode go um, launch about like natural family planning and the, the Daisy and stuff. Um, but it's incredible. It is so accurate. Yeah. It is just incredible, and it's so individualized. And that's what we're doing. And I will never go back on hormonal birth control. Um, that's a personal preference. No judgment. I was on it for like, oh my god, I don't even know how many years. Like ten, twelve. Um, but like, especially after that episode that will launch, like just knowing you recorded already, we recorded already. It's, I, it's, I can't wait. it's in the queue. Early access. <laughs> it's in the queue. It's really, really good. Um, just knowing like the potential, I say potential because obviously not everyone's the same and they're not going to have the same like reaction to hormonal birth control, but like knowing what can happen and especially long-term use. And there's really now they're just starting studies on long-term use. Like they're able to like look back and see like the, the side effects and stuff. So anyways, that's just it a small really tangent. Had a negative implications for me. So I will never go back on it. That's my unique body. But, and it was obviously co- correlated with like under, um, under eating, over exercising, mm-hmm. et cetera, but, and like not getting essential nutrients. I was a vegetarian and eating so much gluten. And now I know that that stuff does not serve me, but I think that was like the you know, that was the thing that the doctor was like, oh, it's normal not to have a period when you're on this birth control. And I was like, oh, okay. I, you know, I'm 20. This is great. I know. That's what, like, <laughs> we were talking about in that episode. It was like, at the time, it's like, this is the best thing ever. Like, I don't mm-hmm. have a period. And, or if you do have a period, you know exactly when it's going to start. Like, you can plan your life. And, like, 
looking at my period back then, I looked at it as such an inconvenience, right? Mm, like I didn't and understand. Now I can't wait for mine to come back. Right. And now uh-huh. it's like, you see it for what it is. It's a sign of, of health. And it tells you a lot. Your period can tell you a lot by the flow and the severity and the intensity and like the that's lack one of the reasons of- why we night beans because I'm, I, I think that's kind of like the final thing that's keeping it from coming back because I think I've had a few cycles. I felt the pinch. I've had like a lot of like, I'm trying to track how I feel and like, and whatnot, the symptoms, but I haven't, I haven't bled. And so I'm really excited for my first period because it gives us, like you said, so many indications of our health and our wellness. And, and you can like, you know, seed cycle and be so in tune with like your creative energy and your physical energy and when to train harder and train less. And it's just, did you guys talk a little bit about that in this coming episode? We did. Um, and we're also going to do a, an episode about, um, cycle thinking and like seed cycling and all that stuff too. So, so Stay much too. good information coming up. Um, but I yeah, they're like six episodes a week. That'd be exhausting, but I, I feel know. like we have that much content right now. <laughs> we, I literally have a podcast to record every week until mm-hmm. January, 2019 right now. I'm there too. And so we, and then people are like, Oh, we recorded like a month ago and it's just oh airing. It's like, oh, Ooh, we're just sorry. Just in case, <laughs> but it's good. It's good. It's just, we have yeah. so much good information coming down the pipeline. So I'm excited for that. On that note, though, talking about kind of like a little reverse um, about nausea, we actually got a question. I feel like we should dive into that one first. Let's do it. It's a good segue. Mm-hmm. So this lovely listener said, did any of you experience all day nausea during pregnancy? Even into your second trimester, I have eaten all the ginger, taken all the supplements, nothing helps, and I feel awful. Any advice? So we kind of messaged back and forth because for me, that's a that's a big yes. Um, I was very sick until 16 weeks. I was It was interesting because weeks five through 10, I was like incapacitated. I could do nothing, but I was not throwing up. I I was like fetal position, hands and knees crawled to the couch. All I could eat was eggs with a shit ton of butter and salt and maybe like some brown rice pasta with it, with butter and like that kind of thing. Um, and then at week 10 on the dot, I started to feel a little bit better, but I threw up every single day. Um, and it was all day that I felt crappy. I was a little bit better though. And so I told her, I'm like, you know, just, she's four, I think she said she's like 14 weeks and I was like, give it a couple more. Um, but yeah. And it's ultimately, it's like, I look back now and I, it's almost like I forget it's, it's a, it seems so long and so hard in the thick of it, but, um, it passes. Mm -hmm. And then, and I can't speak for everyone because some people have HG and that's totally different. And that is like full pregnancy and that is like IVs and all that. But the nausea, now that I've done it once and I did it without a kid, now that I have her something for me about having Evie and then comparing that to how sick I felt. It's like, I don't give a shit. Like I would do it again in a heartbeat. I would be sicker. You know what I mean? And so Mm -hmm. I think second time around, I have some friends who said first time I was sick and it was like debilitating. And the second time I was probably equally as sick, but because I had a kid, I couldn't focus on it. So one thing I would have done differently is I would have gotten dressed even if it was just Lulu's and like no, no bra and a t-shirt and like left the house more. Because for me, it was like Grey's Anatomy with my laptop trying to work on the couch. And I feel like the days that I had to get up and go somewhere, I did feel a little bit better because maybe it's a distraction or whatever the case may be. So that's one thing. Um, I did magnesium, topical, high dose, like B6 with a little bit. And when I had to go function, I would do Unisum and B6 together. Um, And yeah, that took the edge off, I think. Um, I, I wish that there was an easy button answer. And I just don't think there is. I think everybody's a little bit different, but I guess that my best advice or my best feedback is that it will pass. You won't be sick forever. And what you get at the end of that is like, yeah, it's, it's funny because I like my entire pregnancy, I had some digestive upset, couldn't eat really after five o'clock or I would get bloated and a little bit nauseous. Like it stuck with me the whole pregnancy. The moment that kid came out of my vagina, I, it was gone. Like all of it was gone. And I was able to eat like three eggs and toast and bacon and like, and a perfect bar plus coconut water. Like, and then I was ravenous, but during pregnancy, so many versions, like all the things. So I don't know if that helps at all, but that's where I'm at. Do you have thoughts on this? Oh my gosh. I do have thoughts. So I have had two pregnant, well, uh, three technically pregnancies. The, the bear and Camille pregnancies were the only ones that I dealt with nausea. Um, with bear, I had nausea, like I thought it was bad then, but it was like pretty standard, like week eight, eight to 12. Like it was, you know, 
in the, mine was always mo- more, it was all day, but it was mostly in the evening where it got worse for me. Um, and so that was, I would say pretty minimal compared to what I know now with Camille, it started earlier and it was worse and it lasted longer. So I think it lasted about 16 weeks. I was also on progesterone suppositories with Camille, um, which I've heard can be like, a, can take a part in making nausea a little bit worse. So that could have played a little bit of part, of, part in it. Um, it, like I said, it was worse. I was more distracted because having another kid and I was working and like throughout the day, like I could not, like I had to go to my office and work and like talk to patients and like be on from like seven to five thirty all day. So it was like, I just had to kind of struggle through. I took, I didn't take Unisomin B6 with bear mostly because I didn't know about it. And also it really wasn't that bad, but I took it regularly, regularly, probably twice a day, um, throughout the first trimester plus with Camille to kind of just be functioning. Um, but I threw up probably two to three times a day, um, with Camille from like eight to 16 weeks. Um, which, you know, it's stunk, but it's kind of like you said, like I'd already been through it too. So I was like, okay, I, I'm pretty sure this is going to end at some point. I just don't know when I'm just going to hang on. I'm going to, I ate a lot of foods that I normally probably wouldn't have eaten, but it was like, I'm just trying to get through. I had no guilt around it whatsoever. It was like, okay, if all I can eat right now is egg drop soup and Chinese takeout, like I'm eating egg drop soup and Chinese takeout. The, the shining windows when I could actually fit in like something that I would consider like nutritious, um, I would take advantage of it, but then, you know, it could very easily be like the next hour it was back to eating like something ridiculous. Um, that yeah, I'm just so glad that I craved eggs right? Um, and salt. I wanted, but like now, like if I had gotten pregnant four or five years ago, six years ago, I would have been like, Oh, I can't eat this salt. But like, I just douse everything with sea salt and pink Himalayan salt because I knew that if my body was craving it, it needed it. And then like yeah. the, how fun that my body like really wanted eggs. Mm-hmm. So like if all I eat all day long is butter, eggs and sea salt for this first trimester, that's okay. Mm-hmm. And then I would also crave cereal. And so I would blend uh, collagen peptides into almond milk and then pour that over the cereal, like the gluten-free, whatever cereal mm-hmm. I was eating. Um, so just trying to sneak it in like that, that was a good reminder for me that like, I would try and sneak it in how I could. Um, and just like focusing on if I wanted a burger and fries, which I did a lot towards the end of my pregnancy, we had a local place that like fried their French fries in organic rice bran flour with, or, or organic rice bran oil, which is not ideal, but to me it's better than like, you know, GMO canola or whatever. <laughs> And they had a gluten-free bun. And so I just ate that and they would come with a teeny tiny little side salad. And I'm like, okay, get this down and then (laughs) burger. Um, And so, and then I do like a lot of like lettuce wraps and with like a bunch of Primal Kitchen mayo and turkey and avocado and cheese. I mostly, after that first trimester of all I wanted was eggs, I ate 70% of my calories were from cheese without a doubt. I would just eat like when I didn't want meat, I would have a lettuce wrap with cheese. And I, I found, oh, halloumi. Have you tried it? No, but I remember you talking about it. You would like grill it, right? Yeah, that was like my meat substitute when I really didn't want meat. It's this grillable cheese. It's very, very, very salty. It's Greek. Um, and I, it was summer when I was pregnant. So we would just grill up this cheese and I would make lettuce wraps with it. And that was amazing. I actually think back now to the things that actually made me feel well. And it was higher fat and protein versus the carbohydrate stuff. The carbohydrate stuff I would want in the moment, it would feel good going down, but I would always feel worse right after. Um, and so next time around, I'm going to definitely take note of that and obviously do what my body really wants. But I now looking back, I'm like, man, I did feel better when I ate like higher fat, lower carbohydrate, especially in terms of like the bloating and the discomfort that would come from, from eating. So it's just all stuff to play around with. And like, I, my biggest thing is like, don't, I would say my advice would be don't listen to advice. (laughs) Don't even listen to what we're saying. (laughs) Do what feels right for you. Like, what does your body crave? Listen to that. But then if it is chicken nuggets, like pick maybe a higher quality organic chicken nugget, you know, from the freezer section of Whole Foods versus McDonald's. Um, That's the only, but then, but, but don't deny your body what it's asking for. Just try and pick the better options of those things. Yeah. And I will say um, just some little tips and tricks. Like I have read, there's a book that I always recommend. It's called How to Conceive naturally in your thirties. And she has a bunch of like tips and tricks for nausea, but like regular, like starting your day with protein, um, and trying to get, I think it's like a hundred grams of protein in your day. Can it really help with nausea? Um, 
what were the other electrolytes? A lot of times it's electrolyte imbalance that kind of contributes to the nausea. So trying to sneak like you were doing like the sea salt into your water or like um, magnesium or like a, a electrolyte powder into your water or whatever um, can help as well. I'm trying to think of any other tips and tricks that I've heard. And you can also, a lot of sparkling waters have mm-hmm. added um, like minerals in them, mm-hmm. right? So well, mineral, all yeah. I wanted was sparkling. So yeah. I would do that as well. That helps. Totally. Wait, it's, it's, it's a season. Man. It is. And I wish this mama all the love in the world yes. and it will pass and you are strong and you're amazing. <laughs> Next question. Yep. We can't rapid fire, by the way. We I know. know. We're uh, incapable <laughs> of rapid firing. <laughs> what do you look for in a medical provider for your little ones? This woman specifically, she's going to start her own pediatric residency in July. So it's kind of cool to, uh, she's asking it from the perspective of a provider. Um, For me, it's just, they don't have to be like, so we, for Evie, we have a functional medicine doctor and a regular pediatrician. Pediatrician's covered by insurance, functional medicine doctor's not. She's our second resort. We used her for some MTHFR testing early on and we'll use her if we don't feel comfortable with, you know, if if, when we exhaust, exhaust our questions to our regular provider. Or if something comes up specifically that we think correlates with MTHFR or something maybe immune system based, like autoimmunity, then we would go to her. But thus far, Evie has been asymptomatic, like very, very healthy. And so we've gone to the pediatrician for things. Um, and my, that we sat down with her before when I was pregnant. And she's also a member of the gym where Rusty was coaching. So we knew her personally and I can text her, which is great. Um, and my one thing I can say, and then I'll hand over the mic, is someone who's open to your questions. That's it. Someone who will answer your questions and does not make you feel silly or dumb or ridiculous or absurd for asking any question that could ever come to your mind. And that's who we found. And so, um, that's, that's that. Yeah. How about you? Yeah. I would say now I've, I've had three different pediatrician experiences because we've moved, um, with our kids and two kids and I will say the, the pediatrician that we're with right now is my absolute favorite. I, I'm semi-obsessed with him. Tim makes fun of me a little bit. But he looks like Tim, so it's kind of like it's this weird thing. Like, he's an Aggie like Tim. He plays music. Like, he's this, like, short. He's Greek. Um, Tim's not Greek, but he kind of looks Greek. So, anyways, I've had different experiences with pediatricians. And the biggest thing, my first experience, um, I just didn't know the right questions to ask. So, that experience, once we finally like had the kiddo and we're going through the process of like getting to know her, um, it just wasn't the greatest. Um, and so with this experience, I basically crowdsourced via a natural parenting group, um, on Facebook, like in my area and asked the questions that the things that are important to me, like what is his stance on vaccination? Will he allow like delayed or like the Dr. Sears approach for vaccination? Um, and this isn't a judgment on anybody's choices on vaccination. It's just things that I, I wanted to hear what his thoughts were on it. Um, well, I feel I, like that question in of itself is that you could ask that one question and then that's a good indicator as to whether your pediatrician will be open to all questions because right. right. That's like the most polarizing, most like hot topic question. So even if you are planning on doing like regular schedule, everything, if you go into the meeting asking that one question and you don't get um, an eye roll, then you know, you're probably set up to someone who's open to anything. <laughs> yeah. Because I mean, it doesn't, it's not like if you choose um, regular scheduled vaccination, you don't also want to talk about co-sleeping or yeah. like cloth diapering or it's not or like, a, food, like all yeah, that. like yeah. it's not like choosing one means that you don't choose, you know, things that people would think that, you know what I mean? I, I'm not, this yeah, is like coming the non standard or status quo, yes. um, way of parenting, which is like, I don't think anyone, I mean, we all choose what we think we make decisions based on what we believe is best for our child. And I have zero judgment for any decision because it all comes from love. And so it's just a matter of having someone who's open to your questions where one day you could be like, I'm co-sleeping. And then you could ask your pediatrician and then they say, yeah, well, let's talk about it. And then they say like, absolutely not. At -hmm. least they were open to that conversation, you know? And I want, I want someone who is going to listen, which he is incredible, like listens, who also is going to value my intuition. I'm not just like brush off a concern, um, which I have. And it's hard to kind of see that when you first are looking for it. But like in terms of this woman asking the question, because she's going to be essentially doing this stuff, it's like, listen, like that's the only, the biggest thing I could say as a, to a practitioner is listen, like we're, we're struggling 
you know, a lot of times parents, when they come into a pediatrician's office, they're scared, they're nervous, they're worried, they don't have the answers, they want to feel like they can trust you, um, you know, and I know you and I, Laura, empower ourselves with a lot of like our own research and information, but that's not always the case. Um, when a parent is coming in with their, a sick child or just even a well child, and it's like, value what they're saying, listen to what they're saying, and also stay educated as a provider because the my other two providers, pediatricians, were amazing doctors, but it was like I, I had to bring research articles, like current research articles explaining my question about some of those things. And it was like, like they just didn't, they didn't know. And I know it's hard. Like it's not, you have all the spare time in the world to stay abreast of like the latest research, but like Mm -hmm. things are constantly changing. Um, and the information that maybe people learned back in med school or whenever, and when they first got practicing, it's not the same. And so that's when I would get the most eye rolls from previous oh, when you Oh yeah. Because that, I mean, that's a, that's an ego hit for sure. Yeah. It's like, you think you know more about it than me. And it's like, well, I'm not assuming that I know more about it, but I am like actively researching these topics mm-hmm. because it's important to me. So I don't know. That was kind of a tangent, but that's my, no, I think cents. that's awesome. You answered it way more in depth than I did. <laughs> well, we've also yeah. had to use our pediatrician a lot more in the last like five years than you have had with two with Evie. Evie's been, I'm going to be totally honest with you. She's been like three times. Yeah. So, and we had like repeat ear infections, two surgeries, like all sorts of crazy ish Mm -hmm. in the beginning. Um, and also one thing I'll say is like, if I, especially early on, if I had like a fear or like she was acting different, I am not going to hesitate to take her in Mm -hmm. and hear that doctor's response and maybe even get a prescription writ written. I think we've had three, three scripts written. (laughs) <laughs> and we've only ever picked up one because she got like a little uh, rash on her face and mm-hmm. we cleared that up with with a cream. But aside from that, like I would prefer to go in, get that information, take with it, take it with a grain of salt or like with my own mama gut. And like I am pro Western medicine, but I'm also potentially more pro mama gut. And my gut says, go see her, get her answer, get that prescription written so that if we feel like we need it, we can pick it up. And then two of the three times we didn't need it and Evie was fine. And it was more just me being a little bit um, early postpartum and like sensitive to, you know, a little bit more nervous. And now I'm slowly starting to really have a good idea of like when, um, she might need something, but I am, I don't have the ego when it comes to taking her in and getting an opinion, but that's what I look at it as. It's an opinion from a professional that I take with so much respect, but I also respect my own thoughts and my own research and my own intuition. And so I think it's a, it's about having a a combination of the two, I think is really important. And so as a pediatrician, being open to listening to parent intu- intuition, and then as a parent, being open to listening to a professional opinion from a Western medicine doctor or any doctor. And I, I don't think we can just go into a naturopath or a functional medicine doctor and be like, oh, because you're more holistically trained, what you say is gold. I think even then we have to still listen to our own intuition and take what they say with a grain of salt as a professional opinion, but just that, an opinion. Um, and if you don't feel like you're doctor is open to your intuition in any capacity, then it's time to find someone new. That's yeah. Yep. So wait, um, I think we could maybe save the others or do you want to tackle one more? Um, let's do one more, maybe try it, pick one that's maybe lighthearted or something. Well, there's just so many about the van. So stay tuned for those of you who asked about the van. (laughs) Um, and then this is one, I think we should try and do this one in like, uh, two words or less. Okay. <laughs> and one is one I really like, I want to save it for next time. Cause it's about like jumping into a career change and taking the leap and like what got us there. And we cannot do that in less than 10 mm-hmm. minutes. No. Um, but this one I think could be fun to do in like five words or less, or maybe three words or less. So you keep what two is, words or less. Okay. Five. Two, okay. Two minutes or less. <laughs> seven words or less. Um, your best marriage tip in this season of life. And I imagine the season she's referring to like all the transition and change on top of having young kids. I'm going to use one word. Ooh. I think you know what it's going to be. I think I do. Communication. Okay. I totally didn't think that's what you were going to say. <laughs> you didn't think I was going to say sex? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. Two words. Communication sex. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's the best. <laughs> Should that be my poll quote for this episode? Yes. <laughs> oh, I'm dying. That was the best. Uh, <laughs> Yes, those. What about Communication you? Communication sex. Um, this is hard. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
You know, best marriage advice. I would say listen more. Um, I struggle with that. Um, the difference between hearing and listening. Yes. Or wait, which one? Hearing. Yeah, there's if a hearing. Listen, but you want to hear, right? If you hear, you're just taking in the information. If you're listening, you're okay, being present. Yeah, I love that. So we don't get to explain that, though, right? We just have to say the two I words. Can explain it. We, I think we did pretty well. Well, we got our words. You, you can explain. <laughs> so I feel like that aligns with communication, right? So I it does. That will help yeah, um, and I'm sure you probably feel the same way. But it's like I have a tendency, especially when it's when I'm in we're, my family is in a stressful period, to be like, I'm stressed. I mm-hmm. feel this way, and that's all very valid and very important for me to like talk about that with Tim. But also, in anything, sometimes it's more powerful to listen to someone else more than you actually speak. And so, like for me, that's a big learning thing. It's like I want to offer up advice, and I want to like fix the issue. Like if Tim's telling me like what's going on or whatever, how he's feeling. So for me, just leave it at that. It's been to listen more than I more than I talk. That's huge. You know, I catch myself doing the same thing because I'm like, well, I have a 40 hour week job and, and I'm also building this thing and I have this podcast and I have the boobs and like all the things. Um, but that, that doesn't invalidate like his, he's got a lot going on too. And so I've tried to at least once a day say like, how are you doing? Mm-hmm. And I think just that in and of itself is huge. And I don't know if I've t- said this on here before and I wish I could remember where I heard it. If you're listening and you're the one that told me this, text me or message me and <laughs> let me know. But someone said, and it was stuck with me and I think I might've said this before, but um, when you have a child or two or three or however many, there is more than two people's worth of work to be done. So even when you feel like you are taking more work than you should be, or you're doing, you're putting in more effort. Um, so is your partner because there is more effort to be done. So it might feel like you're taking on more of the load, but ultimately he or she probably is too, because there is so much extra work and extra effort that is required, um, to raise a human and keep a family afloat and like follow your passions and do self care and like fit it all in. So it's going to feel like we said, we can come full circle with this episode. It's going to feel full. (laughs) Right. And I think what your, your approach to communication is if you are feeling overwhelmed or like you're doing more, that's where you just have to freaking talk about it. You have to Mm -hmm. talk a lot. I mean, and this kind of sounds contradictory to what I'm saying in terms of listen more, but like, it's a back and forth. Like you've got to express yourself like, or else that's where resentment builds. That's where you start talking in your mind, these little like things like, well, I do this all the time and he never does this. And it's like, you're not saying it out loud, but it starts to like become this tape that plays over and over and over again. It's toxic. And so it's just so powerful to like hit it head on, be an adult about how you're feeling and move Mm -hmm. on because it's all out of love. Like, and it's so much easier to listen when you're being heard. <laughs> act, ab- absolutely. And this is so funny. This is my last thing I'm going to say, I swear. <laughs> this is okay. not rapid fire at all. But we were watching this show called uh, The Haunting of Hill House. This is, um, I swear crazy. it's going to be like brought into it. But um, <laughs> the ep- it's a really good show. And one of the episodes, the dad was saying like, you fight with love. Um, mm. And so it's much different when you love and adore someone um, and you're committed to them when you argue or discuss or have a fight, even like, you know, you're safe because you're fighting with love. Like there's love there. Like you're going to be able to come back from that and express yourself responsibly and maturely. And it's okay. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's my two cents. I love that. Unconditional. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Okay. Well, this was fun. Yeah. We're going to do another one soon. I promise they won't go. I, I think we should try and never go more than two episodes between. Because we have these are fun and people. Of, yeah. I got a good rhythm. And I feel like people are, when, when, when I did the call for questions, it got a lot of people who came back and like, I don't have a question, but I love these episodes. So it's good to just hear that and know that. Um, and we hear you and we know you. And so we're going to try because I love these, but then also we have so much incredible insight from incredible guests. So stay tuned for all of it. And, uh, that is that. Um, please rate, review, subscribe. Jess is taking a photo. So I have a smile talk right now. Um, and we will talk to you soon. Sounds good. And we're grateful. Yep. All right. You can always find me at laura.radicalroots on Instagram. Jess at space. Email us at um, modernmamaspodcast at gmail.com. And we will talk to you soon, friends. Love you. Love you. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to our podcast. See you next time.